بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد باب الوعظ والاقتصاد فيه قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ادعو إلى سبيل ربك بالحكمة والموعظة الحسنة وجادلهم بالتي هي أحسن صدق الله العظيم This chapter, Imam Nawawi rahimahullah, we can see the last few chapters are interconnected in that they have, in that generally the theme which Imam Nawawi rahimahullah is highlighting is the manner of speech of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The fact that Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one of the mujizas and miracles of which Allah Ta'ala had blessed Rasulullah with was the beautiful manner in which Allah's Rasul would present the message, he would give dawat, he would invite humanity towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This particular heading which Imam Nawawi has given, the chapter which deals with was was means advices, discourses, wal iqtisad fihi, and to be precise, to be to the point, to not be excessive in one's speech. This is part of the psyche and the necessary component of delivering one's message, that one should not be what we call verbose. In other words, speak too much or speak too many words so that you bore and you irritate the person that you are addressing. On the other hand, neither should you be so short or use so few words or so brief that the person is left in confusion as to what you are saying. There's one beautiful incident which occurred during the hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Abu Bakr, Abdullah bin Uraiqit, and Amir bin Fuhira. These were the four that were undertaking this journey from Medina, from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara on the hijrat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa During this journey, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa had a very, very brief interaction with an elderly lady. She was living in the desert. Her name was Umm Ma'bad Khuzai radiallahu ta'ala anha. One narration it comes, the name was Atika radiallahu ta'ala anha. Old woman living in a tent, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam approached her and told her that we are musafir, we are travelers, we've run out of provisions, is there anything we can purchase from you? So she said that she doesn't have anything. Cutting the incident short, there was a little goat that belonged to her but obviously passed its cell by date the bones could be visible there was no question of this bow of this particular goat bearing any milk Allah's Rasul pointed to the goat and asked her permission that if you with your permission can I milk this animal obviously she realized that this was not an ordinary person so now Microvision, X-ray vision upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like I said, I'm cutting the incident short. Nabi Abbaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam placed his hands on the udder of that goat and the bucket was full of milk. 
himself, his companions drank. Then he touched the other again, again it filled up. He gave this to Umm Ma'bad Khuzai radiallahu ta'ala anha for herself and her husband who was away. Normal lifespan of a goat is six or seven years. This particular goat through the barakat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hands touching it, Mu'arikhin historians have recorded it lived for 21 years, passed away in the khilafat of Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When a husband returned that evening, he saw a bucket full of milk. He asked her, where was the, where's this from? So she said that from the goat. He was astonished, disbelieved her. He said, be serious, what are you trying to say? So she says that, then she described that she had come into contact with a handsome young man and a few of his companions so he said, Sifihili, de- describe this person to me. And the description that she gave, as I mentioned previously, up till today, ulama kiram those particularly who are expert in etymology or in Arabic grammar, they, are, they have tired themselves in trying to do justice to the type of description that he gave. She gave just a few words. رَأَيْتُ رَجُلًا ظَاهِرَ الْوَضَاءَ أَبْلَجَ الْوَجْهِ حَسِنَ الْخَلْقِ لَمْ تَعِبْهُ ثَجْلًا لَمْ تَزْرِبِهِ سَعْلًا وَسِيمٌ قَسِيمٌ فِي عَيْنَيْهِ دَعْجِ Lengthy, like I said, beautiful description she gave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In that, this description of Umm Ma'bad Khuzai radiallahu ta'ala anha, we find a description of the speech of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which is pertinent to what Imam Nawi rahimullah has brought as he is heading. She said, Hulwul mantiq, faslun la hadar wa la nadar, ka'anna mantiqahu kharazatu nazmin yatahaddarna. She said that when he spoke, it was an exalted and a sweet level of speech and logic. His speech was coherently logical. It was measured. It was smooth. It was easy to understand. Faslun la hadar wala nadar. He spoke to the point. Neither was it excessive, nor was it too brief or too short. كَأَنَّ مَنْتِقَهُ خَرَزَاتُ نَظْمٍ يَتَحَدَّرْنَا She said that his words were like pearls falling from a necklace. Beautiful, polished, calculated, logical, appealing, easy to understand. So this was, those of us who are engaged in the work of Dawat and Tabligh, or a person who is regularly delivering discourses, or someone who is engaged in teaching, our role model and our guide is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these various points that Imam Nawi rahimullah has touched on in these various chapters pertaining to the speech of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is something that we should be striving towards. Coming back to this particular heading, the chapter which deals with was nasihat advice, wal iqtisad. Islam teaches moderation. Islam teaches us to adopt the middle road. In other words, do not be verbose or excessive in your speech. Speak 
in such a manner that you don't bore or tire your listener. In this, Imam Nawi rahimullah has brought the verse of the Quran wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah ta'ala is giving guidelines to a person who is giving dawat. Ud'u ila sabili rabbik. Allah says, give dawat, invite, speak. Obviously, dawat verbally, speak, invite. Ila sabili rabbik, to the way of your Rabb. Invite towards the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Invite towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in inviting, let there be a few things. One is, Quran tells us, bil hikmah. Invite with literal translation of hikmah means that invite with wisdom. One explanation of the word hikmah which Mufassirin have given is that when you invite, invite where the main source of your invitation towards Islam is the Qur'an. The height and the true source of all hikmat and wisdom is the Qur'an because the Qur'an is the kalam of Allah and Allah is Hakim. One of the sifat and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that Allah is the wise. So the words of Allah are full of wisdom. So ud'u ila sabili rabbika bil hikmah. Ulamai kiram explain in this hikmah they say one is that it is the Qur'an. And wa'adhamu wa'iz. The most auspicious waz and nasihat that you can give. Huwa kitabullah. It is the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the kalam of Allah. Allah himself says in the Qur'an. Ya ayyuhan nas. Qad ja'atkum maw'idhatum min rabbikum. Wa shifa'un lima fi sudur. Wa hudaw wa rahmatan lil mu'mineen. Allah Ta'ala describes the Qur'an Himself in the Qur'an where Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, qad ja'atkum mu'idha. A reminder, waz, nasihat has come to you. Mu'idhatum min rabbikum, from your Rabb. Wa shifa'un lima fi sudur. And this Qur'an is shifa, it is cure for the maladies of the heart. Wa hudan, it is hidayat. Wa rahma, it is mercy lil mu'mineen for the believers. So, ud'u ila sabili rabbika bil hikmah. Invite towards the way of your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of your Rabb, with hikmat, with wisdom, with the Qur'an. In this tafsir of this, Mufassirin have also mentioned hikmah. In other words, soft words, without harshness, without rigidity. One other explanation which ulama ikram have given of the word hikmat is they say, give advice and nasihat and dawat in the correct manner, in the correct time, be cognizant of the person that you are addressing, does he have the capacity to accept what you are saying? Sometimes a person is so far away from deen, and now you start giving him dawat of the intricate, intricate masail. This person doesn't have the capacity to accept what you are saying. First bring him in the environment bring him in the masjid, let him come into an environment of deen, then you bring him closer. So in other words, part of hikmat is to see who you are speaking to. What is his capacity to understand? What is his capacity to accept what you are saying? Also, see where you are. Is the place that you are delivering, delivering your message conducive to that message being readily accepted? 
In other words, correct manner, correct speech, correct person, all these things fall within the purview of this expression of the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, invite with hikmat. Ulama al-Kiram say, one of the meanings of hikmat is وَدْعُوا ashya fi مَوَادِعِهَا To place something in its correct place. In other words, to reiterate what I was saying, the correct time, correct person, see whether he has the capacity. In other words, what you are saying may be pearls. It is Qur'an, it is hadith. But if it is in the wrong context, if it is in the wrong place, you are addressing the wrong person, then obviously the message will be mixed up. So Allah Ta'ala says, Udu ila sabili rabbika bil hikmah. When you give dawat, let that dawat be with hikmat, with wisdom. The second thing which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَالْمَوْعِظَةِ hasana With beautiful, acceptable, understandable examples and advice. One explanation of this also can be the ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَمَوْعِظَةُ hasana. Another explanation, مَوَعِزِ Quran, The nasihat and the advice which the Qur'an gives. The point, my respected brothers, being that Dawud is a zamadari. Delivering the message of Islam is a responsibility. It's also an amanat and a trust. This is not something to be taken lightly. It is something that has to be done with amanadari, where we are cognizant of the great responsibility that has been placed upon us. The third aspect, obviously we've run out of time, but I'll just translate it. Where Allah Ta'ala says, وَجَادِلْهُمْ بِلَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنْ When you have to, when you get into a situation of confrontation and now you have to argue or you have to debate or you have to deliberate a matter with someone that you are inviting towards Islam, do it in a beautiful manner. Allah gives us the